0: around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. I'll believe it when I see it. I think about Doubting Thomas, who said, Until I see his wounds and I put my fingers in his side and in his wounds myself, I will not believe. And today... In the readings, hoping you're reading the readings out there, but we're celebrating St. Peter, right? St. Peter, Simon, who Jesus handed the church down to in the readings today is talking about what they saw. We have witnessed these things with our own eyes and we are telling you the truth. Now think about that. If you were hearing what Peter was saying, telling you all of this stuff with passion and vigor and zeal, I mean, I'm sure that they were filled with the Holy Spirit when they were evangelizing. As a matter of fact, you can't evangelize unless you have the Holy Spirit in you. Don't know if you know that or not. That is why prayer is so important. But think about when you hear A witness or a story or something from somebody else that may seem a little bit far out there, a little bit hard to believe. But in some way, you have to determine whether you believe without seeing it first. That's faith, right? We believe without seeing. We walk by faith, not by sight. We know that song. We try our best to live that way. But what I'm really trying to switch to is us, you and me, being that testimony. Being that testimony to everybody else with the struggles, the strongholds, the addictions, the bad habits that we have. I'm talking about New Year's coming up. I'm talking about a whole new month of January for a challenge. I'll believe it when I see it, they, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your people at church, your community who know you will see that change in you because you are going to say, I am looking to God to sanctify me and to help me with this cross that I've been carrying for so long. And then you Get to be that testimony and that witness that others can see with their own eyes. They don't have to believe without seeing. I'll believe it when I see it. They can look at you and say, holy cow. And you know what? I got to stop saying that. Where did I? I'm shifting gears here. We've got to clean up our language, everyone. If you are out there dropping the F-bomb, the S-bomb, whatever other bomb that's kind of a swear word, even if you say hell or I'm trying not to say, oh my gosh, I'm trying not to say, oh, uh, what did I just say there? Holy cow. Like I'm trying not to take sacred words like god and holy and make them you know exclamations and blasphemes so i'm i'm really trying to work on that i don't know what you're doing out there with your language but we do need to reflect modesty and purity in our speech as well as our dress but let me go back to us being that visible testimony i myself have been that to my family. They see me not swear. They saw me stop smoking pot. They saw me finally get control over my eating, over my addiction with food, over my hatred of exercise. They have seen me speak truth and not be afraid. They have seen my whole personality change. So they don't have to believe it when they see it. They're seeing it. You can be that living, breathing, walking, beautiful testimony of God's ability to change things in our life that we don't think we can change or perhaps maybe that we don't want to change because we kind of like this sin that we're in. We're comfortable in it. But we are called to be great, not to be comfortable. (laughs) We are called to be holy and to be saints, not to be someone who just exists and says, this is good enough. We're not called to be mediocre Christians. Now you should get excited about change. That's where I want us all to look into our hearts, right? Let's say, okay, God I'm making this a soul, mind, and body change. And I need you, Lord, to help me make this change so that you change my heart, so that everything starts to make more sense, where I see the stupidity of my sins and of my bad habits and my addictions, where I take that logic, that knowledge, that understanding in my head, and allow you to bring it down that 12 to 18 inches to my heart where everything changes. I just kind of look at myself sometimes where my actions, my words, my deeds matter. I don't want to be. a faker, an actor, a liar by saying things and then living my life in another way. And I want people to see that change is something that we should be seeking an improvement in our lives and holiness all the time. You don't make it anywhere. <laughs> you don't arrive here on earth anywhere. You don't. It doesn't happen in the world will tell you that, by the way, when you are an executive in corporate America, like I believed, and you have that seat at the mahogany row with all the other executives, you have arrived and you're good. No, they don't say that. I mean, they'd say that, but you're, but you never feel that way. You're never satisfied in the world. But when you go back to God and you look at your life and you know That the habits that you have, the emotions that you're not able to control are things that you've been battling for many years and you need God's help to change it. And then people can look at you and see, wow, Kendra isn't swearing anymore. Kendra isn't eating like a total pig at this party. Kendra isn't stumbling drunk today. Kendra didn't say those things. Kendra didn't stand up on a bar. Kendra didn't sit and be lazy and watch TV all weekend long. Kendra got up. She worked out. She loved people and had a zeal for life. Kendra is different. That's the same thing that they're going to say. Just insert your name (laughs) in those sentences. Kendra's more patient. Kendra's more loving. I'll never forget when my husband made a comment about how patient I was and how different it is to sit in a car with me and not have me screaming at every other vehicle or causing total angst and anxiety while we're driving because I am like a a lunatic. Get out of our way. This highway is mine, (laughs) you know, like move over. These are things that people can see with their own eyes, and then they can say, wait a minute, I believe. Because when they ask you, how did you lose that weight? How did you get control over your addiction? How did you manage to get more peace in your life? How come you're so patient? How come you seem so happy all the time? wow, look at you praying. I've never seen you pray before. You're spending time more at church or in reflection and it's impacting your life. This is the walk. This is how it works. So let's look at this January. I want two things. One, let's test something out. So January is going to be the challenge, right? We look at every month. What are we going to try to shake up? And see what sticks. Because one of my challenges was getting up and praying at five o'clock every morning one month. And then it became a sticker, like it's stuck in my life every single day. Doesn't matter if it's a weekday or if it's a weekend. I'm telling you, it's a game changer, people. (laughs) It is a game changer. Okay, next. January. Okay. So for me, I'm toying with, oh, I'm really toying with this and I'm struggling with it. Coffee creamer and sour cream, I think are the things that I just want to cut out for the month of January and see how does not having heavy whipping cream affect my body? Because I am noticing, and I think it's because of the cream That I'm actually burping a lot when I have my creamer and I hear a lot of girls in my stomach. So I don't know. Again, I'm going to try to do a little bit of an experiment, but January is going to probably be that. I'm still praying on it, but New Year's, that's the one, that's the habit that I want to get input in my life that then hopefully stays, like it's a change. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. It, it, my husband's sick. I think I'm getting a little bit of it anyway. New year's resolutions being longer term things that we know are good for us. Okay. All right. Sorry. I had to stop. Pause. Cough. Yeah. I've got a little bit something going on in my chest today. Kind of came on yesterday, but it's all good. I'm okay. I'm standing. I'm able to move. I worked out. I need to get more into my muscle building. I cannot tell you guys, if you're thinking about doing stuff for your body, how important it is to build muscle. I cannot stress enough. I want you people to start working on building muscle, especially women. We were so duped talking about aerobic exercise and we've been programmed to look small, not strong, to look thin, not muscular. I'm not saying look like a dude, people. I'm just saying get some muscle for a bunch of reasons. Number one, to hold your body up without aching, because any time you have aching, it is atrophy. Just connect those two words with the A, ache. Atrophy. I don't have enough muscle. That's why my body is aching. And then, of course, you can then burn more calories. You can have more energy. Your body is just all around stronger, more flexible, and you have mobility that you never thought you would have ever. I'm a testimony to that. And I'm not even at a point where I think my body is strong. I, that may make no sense to you, but I am going through, obviously, ups and downs on my routine of working out, and I'm not as consistent as I would like to be. Lately, I've had almost no aerobic working out because it's cold. Three days in a row, I got out and I walked, but I haven't done any weights, and that's that's the deal. Everything needs continuous working out. Our brains our minds, right? We need to continuously learn like a child, our spiritual life. We need to continue to grow in holiness, to grow in knowledge and his wisdom. We're not supposed to just live life and let life happen to us. We're not. We have to engage. And with God, everything can be so exciting, even Someone in the hospital and someone dying with God was quite an exciting walk. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how God works in crisis and tragedies in our lives. How he works in that person, but also all the other people who love that person. It's amazing. (laughs) It's just amazing. Okay, now I'm getting a little windy. I look down. It's almost 15 minutes. I got to let you get back to your day. But we only have two more days on this podcast before we get into the new year. We are still, by the way, in the Christmas season for all Catholics out there. Keep saying Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. I think we say that up until the Epiphany, just like January 6th, I believe. But we have post-Christmas fun, and all of a sudden... You're going to see everywhere people are now, happy new year, happy new year, happy new year. So keep up the Christmas, the Merry Christmas, and let's seriously think about how we can be that witness with our life, where people can believe by seeing us and our changes. And it's not just for them. It's really for us. I mean, at the end of the day, don't we all want these monkeys off our backs? These things that have been messing with us and bringing us down in our lives, lives, I should say. I was going to say life, lives, they combined. I mean, come on. We want to get rid of these things and think about how happy we will be. And then when people ask us, oh, my gosh, how did you do this? We could just give credit where credit is due. I asked God in this time. I didn't rely on myself. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, into our hearts, into our minds, into our souls, and help us. Please help us to change. Help us to want to change, to be excited about changing, and to know that when we do, with your help, we will be evangelizing by just living our lives the way that you have asked us to do it. But we need your help. Mary take our left hand, Holy Spirit take our right. You two beautiful spouses guide us and lead us through this day with our guardian angel. Help us to go straight to Jesus' sacred heart for his mercy, for his love, for his forgiveness and for his transformation. The Holy Spirit within us is here to sanctify us and to transform us. And we ask that you, Father, light the Holy Spirit on fire in us so that we can be that witness, that testimony that people can see with their very own eyes. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Get on out there. Love everyone. Love yourself. Pray through the change that you desperately want, even if you don't want it. (laughs) You know, work with me on this one. The, The change that you really want, even if you don't really want it, is probably the one that you should jump toward and do it with God every single day. And I want a lot of you to just chill because all too often we think about the big change in our life and, Oh my gosh, how am I going to make this change? It's so much to do. It's so different than the life that I'm in. But that's why when you do it with God and you don't make it about you and you don't make it at all like your other attempts that you take it every single day, moment by moment, punch by punch, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to change in your life, because there's going to be struggles to do that. Your body's going to want to stay the same. Your mind's going to want to stay the same. But change in and of itself is so rewarding. And we don't just want change for the sake of change. When we make it spiritual, spiritual, When we deepen our why, why do I want to do this in my life? Why do I want to start praying? Because I want more change in my life. I want more positive stuff to go on. I want more grace. I want more blessing. I want to know God more. I want to do his will. And so in order to do that, I need to pray. I need to listen. I need to spend more time with him so that I can hear his voice and walk the holy path. And that's really why it's always a soul, a mind, and a body decision. But it starts, (coughs) oh, excuse me, everyone. It starts with the soul. I'm excited. I'm not looking forward to not having coffee or creamer, but I think I'm going to end up doing like a, I'm going to, I don't know. I'll talk to you guys more about it tomorrow. I still got to pray on it (laughs) because here's the deal. I want what I want and God may not want what I want. So that's why I want to ask him, is this what you want me to do? And I'm telling you, probably most people that are listening to this have something, one thing that they really want to kill in their life. But yet we're so jacked up that we Kind of like it in our life. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's why we need God to clarify things for us, to take the scales off of our eyes, how we look at this thing in our life and see it for what it really is and why it's not good for us. And then again, go down to our deeper why, which is we are children of God. We are called out of this world. We are called to be different. We are called to have self control. We are called to have people look at us and with their own eyes, believe that there is something really wrong, not really wrong, sorry, really different, (laughs) sorry, really different about us, and then they ask, holy cow, there I go again, don't say that anymore, Kendra, Lord, I'm sorry, this is how you catch yourself if you're out there working on your language, first point, thank you, God, for allowing me to hear it, because half the time we don't hear it, then catching it after it comes out, apologizing to you? Apologizing to God and asking for his grace not to do that anymore. Okay, I'm just jabbering now, so I'm going to let you guys all reflect and think about January, a challenge for the month, but also a long-term resolution that we can do with God, that we need to do with God, because we need super natural grace in our life. All everyone, find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.